The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of The Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. This is episode number 35. Tonight's special guest is someone who can talk about so many subjects. He's one of the most prolific researchers and journalists in the UFO and exopolitics scene today. He's co-editor of UFO Digest and president of Morningstar Aerospace Resources and Systems. Robert Morningstar, not to be confused with Robert Morningsky, will be with us shortly. I want to thank all of our new Veritas members. You are keeping Veritas alive. And as a reminder to those of you thinking of joining, not only do you get access to all our past shows, but you also get full access to the Manticore Forum. The Veritas Show is syndicated by the following affiliates, K-Rock's Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network, 105.8 FM, New Orleans. If you need to get in touch with me, with questions or feedback, send me an email to mail, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com or stop by the Manticore Forum and join the discussion. As I told you before, some of you have asked uh, to download a specific show without having to become a member. 
I have implemented an a la carte system where you can buy individual shows. Once again, you get a significant discount by becoming a member and have access to all our past shows and access to the Manticore Forum. Nonetheless, the a la carte system is now in place. Also, coming soon, the Veritas Shop. We'll start with t-shirts and then we'll continue adding more merchandise. And for the most current news and updates on our upcoming guests, visit our website, veritasshow.com. And now, get ready to spend two hours with one of the most prolific researchers in the UFO field. If you want to know, if our moon has a moon, what's on the moons of Mars? More about President Kennedy's assassination and his son, John F. Kennedy Jr.'s sinister and untimely death. And much more. Don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. David Sarita, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Robert Morningstar is one of the most prolific researchers and journalists in the UFO and exopolitics scene today. He is co-editor of UFO Digest and president of Morningstar Aerospace Resource and Systems. Robert is a computer systems and imaging specialist living in New York City. During the 1960 campaign, he worked as a volunteer for the election of John F. Kennedy in New York City. He is a graduate of Power Memorial Academy with a degree in psychology from Fordham University. Robert is an acknowledged Tai Chi master and has taught for the East Asian Studies Department of Oberlin College and as an adjunct lecturer at Hunter College, City University of New York. He was a movement therapist in the Behavioral Sciences Department at the International Center for the Disabled, teaching in stress management and behavioral modification programs in New York City. Morningstar is also an FAA licensed pilot, an instrument ground instructor. He is a member of the U.S. Naval Institute, the Air Force Association, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, and the Air Safety Foundation. His biography is listed in Who's Who in the East. Robert has studied the assassination of John F. Kennedy since the day it occurred. In 1992, at the Third Decade Symposium on the JFK assassination in Chicago, Robert became the first scientist to expose publicly the use of Gestalt psychology in the alteration and doctoring of the Sapruder film. In June 1997, Robert was elected presider of the ancient Druid Order of England in a Druid ceremony at Stonehenge, directly linking him spiritually to the Arthurian legacy. And directly from New York City, Robert Morningstar. Hello, Robert, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's a pleasure having you on. Before we start, let me say this. Robert Morningstar should not be confused with another great guest we've had on, Robert Morningsky. Robert, what is your relationship with Robert Morningsky? Well, I uh, kinship of spirits, I would say, because uh, we have never met. 
but we seem to have walked parallel paths in life and have uh, similar backgrounds and affinities, associations like the Native American tradition and um, common interest in uh, the JFK assassination, UFOs, and what's really going on in this planet spiritually. That's that's what I would say. We have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I believe in the concept of uh, oversouls, and that uh, s- several people can share a common bond in spirit, which I call the oversoul. And he may be one of those people for me <laughs> on this planet. People have confused us for 30 years, and uh, it took me a while to realize that people weren't spelling my name wrong when I was getting <laughs> cards for Robert Morning Sky uh, in the early uh, late 70s, early 80s it started. Then I heard about him in the 90s, and I said, oh, it really is a morning sky. So I've met a lot of friends uh, on the Internet, uh, people writing to uh, help find him. So I've uh, I've done that for a long time. And I was very happy to hear him on your show. It was very gratifying. Even even if you go to YouTube and you put Robert Morning Star, mm-hmm. you get Robert Morning Sky, sky lecture sometimes. I know, I know. I've seen that. I ask people to correct those things when when I catch them myself. But uh, I think both of us bring a positive message, and uh, both of us have our ground in, um, you know, Native American spiritual beliefs. And uh, so I'm I'm very gratified to see him come back into the uh, public arena, public eye. I read somewhere that you felt relieved when Robert Morningsky was on our show because he finally resurfaced after 10 years. And let me just say hello to Robert Morningsky also and and thank him again uh, for choosing us after his 10-year self-imposed public retreat. But you also received a lot of correspondence, a lot of mail that uh, was supposed to be going to him. What happened with that mail? Well, most of it was postcards and... um you know, uh, thank you notes, mostly in postcard forms. So I kept them for a while thinking they were mine, and then I just uh, discarded them. <laughs> nothing of, well, I mean, nothing of great uh, you know, monetary value ever showed up, you know, like a check or anything like that. No, just thank you right. notes generally. But actually, the, the, the Internet period, the Internet era, changed all that and became electronic communication with many people concerned uh, whether I was he or I knew of his whereabouts and a lot of stories and rumors about accidents and having to uh, remove himself from ufology because of threats. So it was a great uh, legend that grew around it and I was always trying to help people because seriously people were greatly concerned about him uh, would write to me and I tried to find out for a long time. So when he appeared on your show. I was really surprised and very happy to know that he was well enough to speak on radio and be back in uh, in the mainstream, I would call it. In the public and let me eye. say this, that in the uh, future, if it's okay with you and if it's okay with Robert Morningsky, I'd like to do a segment with the both of you. That would be very interesting to me. Very interesting. Tell me more about you, Robert. What? Uh, give us some background. Who's Robert? What changed your life uh, that made you look into ufology? You were the editor of UFO Digest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also uh, were a volunteer for the JFK campaign back in 1960. Give us more background. Yeah, basically, I'm um, a New York City kid. You know, I grew up in New York City. I was born in Nicaragua, 
and spent two years there. Came here in the 1950s and lived in New Orleans, Tampa, and New York. And I've lived in New York for 56 years now. Um, I was schooled here at uh, some of the finest schools in the country, prep schools. Uh, I went to Power Memorial Academy, which is still a legend in basketball because it's where Kareem uh, Jabbar, Jabbar yeah, right. uh, went to school when he was Lou Alcindor. Then I went to Fordham University, and I got a degree in psychology there, and that's where I became involved in some of the uh, advanced, more advanced experiments in artificial intelligence in uh, 1969 as a uh, research associate in uh, research that was being conducted at Fordham University. And I studied uh, Gestalt psychology, and then uh, I carved out my own career in uh, development of psychic skills, remote viewing. Parapsychology was basically my chosen field. But um, things were very limited in the 60s in in, uh, developing that through academia. So I chose my own path, and I ventured into Oriental affairs and Chinese martial arts and Kung Fu. And I uh, was basically adopted by... uh, Tai Chi masters who trained me in the oldest form of Tai Chi Chuan called Yang style Tai Chi Chuan, which I used as my personal vehicle, as the center of my uh, being, to embark on other projects, uh, investigations, research, dedicating myself to the development of mind, body, and spirit. So um, from there I went into computers and aviation became a pilot in the 1980s, and I've had a working uh, relationship with many uh, scientists, researchers, investigators. I consider myself a facilitator of communications. Uh, Incidentally, at my time at Fordham was a really seminal time, uh, great ferment, intellectual ferment that was occurring, and at Fordham, during that period where the first communication department was developed uh, under the directorship of Marshall McLuhan. So that, um, that milieu, that atmosphere, environment, kind of um, colored the rest of my life into what success is, and that's communications. And psychology is equally important for understanding yourself, your perceptions of reality, and um, basically human evolution, which is what we're here to do. We're here to evolve as human beings and become who we really are. Unfortunately, um, our minds have been um, affected by kind of a scheme in media that uh, presents falsehoods as realities, and so... There's a great confusion in people into, as to where the world really stands and what reality really is, and UFOs are part of that. It's become a core element of um, Western consciousness, and we all have to take it seriously. My own, my own background in it is that uh, I've been involved with people who were abducted as early as 1962. That's when I first... Uh, became aware of the phenomenon. 
Uh, I grew up in the 1950s in the in the in the age of flying saucers, as, as right. uh, Paris Flamand calls it, dubbing it an epic in human history. So Paris Flamand is a very famous writer of the 50s, 60s, and even now. And he wrote. So what happened in 1962 when you first okay. came in contact? Yeah, the first contact came through my younger brother who was uh, abducted in 1962. At that time, he didn't see a UFO. He just had this unusual experience of very small entities coming into his room and carrying him away against his will. And it affected him for the rest of his life. You know, there is a sense of, of um, well, outrage in certain certain individuals, uh, you know, different people react to it differently. But um, it's kind of like child abuse to have done that to a seven-year-old boy, you know? Yes. And I was, I was the first one to receive the report, you know, because uh, he was very altered. He had gone away to the country in one of those uh, city kid in the country for the summer programs run by organizations like uh, philanthropy charities or newspapers like the New York Times Fresh Air Fund. Right. So he was uh, he was going to the country. He was happy to be going. And then two weeks later, he was crying to come home, and we couldn't understand what had happened to him. And I took him aside one day and I said, uh, "Rudy, what happened? Uh, you know, you were so happy to go. What happened?" And he looked at his older brother and he said, "Robert, I was scared." I said, "What?" He says, "I was scared. Something happened. Something frightened me." And then he went on to tell me about sleeping on a ground-level ground room in this farmer's house with a door that opened back into a garden, backyard. And having gone, getting ready to go to sleep, he started hearing little voices. So he got curious and he walked over to the window and pulled up the shade and he didn't see anything in the garden. He went back to bed and then he heard the voices again. And then he says to me, he said to me that he was really certain now that he was hearing these things, and so he tiptoed up to the window again, very quietly, stealthily, drew the shade, and there surprised three little entities. He called them as these three little guys, like munchkins or something, he said. Right. And those are his very words. This is a seven-year-old boy trying to express something three and a half feet tall. With, and he said they had big eyes. And they got scared, and they hid in the flower bed, and they looked at me, and they, all, and they said to me, you don't see us, we're not here, we're only flowers. You don't see us, we're not here, we're only flowers. And they said it three times. And he got really frightened, ran back to bed, and then had an episode of missing time, but felt himself having, you know, been carried away, taken away, the door was open in the morning, he felt... Uh, terrible he felt cold and it took many years for him to recover the full extent the full memories and that was in the 1990s when a series of questions and recollections that i had about the incident were able to bring them back so one of the things that i do is i work with people who have been abducted to help them reconstitute their lives uh, recenter themselves integrate the experience and uh what method do you use to accomplish that? Well, that's where the Tai Chi comes in. Tai Chi Chuan is a method of recomposing yourself physically. Say the Tai Chi 
believes that the mind and the body, the spirit are one thing. And that if your mind is uncentered, your body is uncentered. And so if... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.